Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. So, and invite you on the show. Thank you so much for joining. Of course. Um, and uh, hopefully it'll work out this soon. This, this <laughs> so since, since I'm probably just going to air this as is. Back, uh-huh. um, <laughs> um, my listeners and thank everyone for joining me and um, the person I have on the phone is someone who is highly anticipated because I did introduce you in the first episode. <laughs> I promised that you, uh, you know, that you would be here. Mm-hmm. So it's to have you here. And um, I'm going to just allow you to tell us who you are, your credentials, what you do for a living. And of course, if you can mention, you know, why this is, you know, an important topic for you to discuss. Of course. So my name is Shanta Blue. I am a licensed clinical social worker in the state of New Jersey. Um, Some may know me as NJ Sex Therapist on Instagram. Um, I'm slowly growing my audience. So I'm excited about that. My goal is to hit 2000 followers by the end of the year, which I'm sure I'll be able to do, but it's just, it's just exciting <laughs> to think about. It's your level. Even though we don't know each other, we've never met. I'm extremely proud of you. Mm, um, thank you. I follow you as much as I can. Um, I've <laughs> checked out your site. Um, I'm so, uh, so proud and so supportive of all Black Girl Magic. And mm. so I've like amazing and all and hopefully one day I'll be able to meet you in person and go check out your place oh we definitely um, have to meet in person do <laughs> so, you want to tell people what your what place I'm referencing so um I am the co-owner of Blue Counseling and Wellness Center it's located in Montclair New Jersey and we are a nutrition and mental health um counseling center so we provide nutritional services. Um, so my my partner slash business my business partner slash sister is yes. a registered dietitian, um, and so she provides the nutrition counseling. Um, she focuses a lot on people with chronic health issues, so diabetes, hypertension, high blood pressure, all those good things. Um, and I focus on the mental health piece. So I, we primarily work with people of color, but all of, of course, are welcome to our center. Um, but our goal is to uplift our community and make sure they're living healthy lives in the way that they see fit. Because um, healthy looks different for everybody, and we don't want to um, dictate what that means for you. So we want to just help you reach your health goals, whether it's physically or mentally, emotionally. And I love what I do. We're, we've been doing this for about two years now, and we're continuing to grow and flourish. And I'm excited to be able to offer these services to our community. Yes, and, and congrats on that. And um, also, uh, because you're a licensed social worker, I have to give you a special, special acknowledgement. <laughs> I'm also a licensed social mm-hmm. worker. So I have a special place in my heart for you, Shanta. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I love so I all do, my social workers. <laughs> let me tell you, we work hard and getting this degree is no joke. No okay? joke at all. Goodness. Tough. <laughs> that was and we don't get acknowledged, but I digress. Okay. <laughs> um, so I did promise our viewers that you'll be here telling us about sexuality. Mm-hmm. Difference between sexuality and sex. 
So, you know, in your words, how would you describe sexuality and then the difference between the two, sexuality and sex? So sexuality is really an umbrella term that encompasses so many different things. And a lot of times when people just hear the word sex, they're thinking of the physical act of sex um, and all that encompasses that physical act. Whereas sexuality, it can include that physical act of sex. It can include um, our reproduction and sexual health. So whether we're getting um, STI testing, um, what our reproductive systems look like, contraception, abortion, all those things. Um, It can also encompass our sexual identity. So um, who we are as, you know, our gender, what roles we play based on our gender, our sexual orientation, and then, of course, our biological features um, that are associated with our identity. It also includes intimacy, so um, how we connect to other people, how we um, are vulnerable, how we share specific information about our lives, um, our risk-taking abilities when it comes to, like, having relationships and trying out different types of sexual experiences. And it also includes our sensuality. Um, So how we feel about our bodies in general and how, um, like, how we relate and connect to others through our bodies and what, how we show up in rooms, um, our fantasies that we enjoy either partaking in or just thinking about, um, (laughs) which can be a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, which which I'm which I'm you know of course thinking about like sex you know sex positivity and mm-hmm. being sex positive and in particular when I'm talking about um, our sexuality and excuse me <clears throat> excuse me I'm trying to I was having a sip of a drink I'm no, sorry no. now I think it went down the wrong pipe Aww. but um, when it comes sorry guys so when it comes to uh, sex positive behavior and sexuality. I think people may not understand that part about the sensuality that you were talking about and how our identity and um, how we see ourselves play a part in our decisions around sex. Mm -hmm. So you'll be able to talk a little bit about um, like where that comes from. I'm thinking more of like maybe childhood Mm and upbringing, but but I mean, I have an idea, but would you be able to speak to Mm -hmm. that a little bit? Definitely. Our ideas about sexuality come from so many different places. Number one, definitely being our childhood because, you know, our parents, our guardians, um, our caretakers are the first instances we see of relationships in general. Um, And they have a large part of what we think about the opposite sex, the same sex, um, comments that they'll make, behaviors that they'll, um, that you'll see them participate in, whether it's in their own romantic relationships or just commentary they have from like, you know, Angie down the block and her relationships or um, what they see on TV, all that, that, that kind of seeps into us and it dictates what we value when it comes to sexuality, um, as well as if we've experienced any type of trauma related to our sexuality during our childhood, that definitely plays a role in as an adult how we think about things would you like sort of say that um because now especially with the with our with the me too movement Mm -hmm. and while women are not um 
really sharing uh, or not sharing, I'm sorry, that's not the word, reporting sexual mm-hmm. sexual abuse. Like, would, would you say that some of that can come from, and I'm going off topic a little bit, but this be mm-hmm. happening so much now. Um, and yeah. so, many, so many brave women are sharing their stories when they haven't in the past. And I'm wondering if that has anything to do with like the messages, you know, that people are receiving from, you know, families or like you mentioned, mm-hmm. television, movies, shows, whatever. Yeah, definitely. Um, like at least in, you know, my family and a few of my friends' families, like we all talked about how our parents were like, don't be sharing your business out in public. Like that's for the family to know, not for anybody else to know. And so sometimes it's been cases where like an uncle or an aunt or something was, you know, sexually abusing someone and they're like, you know, you just won't, you know, go over that uncle's house anymore or you can't sit on his lap anymore. And nothing was done of it. It was just kind of brushed under the rug. Um, And we sometimes don't even listen to our children when they're saying, like, I don't want to be alone with this person. There's a reason why they don't want to be alone with this person. And so it's this, you know, this rape culture of like, let's just brush it under the rug. Right. It was not a big deal. Um, you survived, you lived, that's all that matters, right. that type of thing. And no, it can have some really deep rooted um, concerns with us, like as we g- grow up and develop relationships, it, it makes it really hard for us to develop healthy relationships. Yeah. And it might even manifest in like sexual behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can. Some people can be over-sexualized um, because of it, because like they just cut off all the emotion attached to it. Um, or others are sometimes, you know, revert back and like, nope, I don't want anything to do with sex at all. Like, right. it's not something I'm interested in. Right. I mean, and I've seen that as well. But when you when you said about the parents sort of trusting that you're trusting a child and when your child is saying like, I don't want to stay with this person, it made me sort of think of also a parental role in educating children, mm-hmm. allowing them to um, not, you know, hugging kids, um, uncles or aunts or grandparents, and not saying that the uncle or mm-hmm. parent will do something to the child, but also that's a part of sexuality when you're going to teach your child that their body is their own. And exactly being able to they call it um, body autonomy. Yes. So allowing children to dictate like, hey, I don't want to give this person a kiss or don't force me to hug Auntie G- Gina right. uh, every time I see her because I don't want to hug her. Right, exactly. And not, and Auntie Gina's not doing anything to me. I It's just yeah. a decision around my own mm-hmm. body. And I think that's a big part of sexuality when, when kids are not uh, taught that their body is theirs. And so... Yeah. you know manifest into um behaviors and i also believe that it can manifest in not being assertive enough when it comes mm-hmm. to um maybe relationships and you know you might be like fooling around like maybe kissing and you know maybe fondling with your partner and then he goes he or she you know or they go too far and you don't internally you're probably thinking like man i really don't want to do this but you've never been given that voice like you've never mm-hmm. had that inner voice you've never had that body autonomy and so I think yes. it's sort of lead us down like some of those risky I don't know if risky would be the right word but we can sort of fall into situations that we're not comfortable with mm-hmm. we're never exactly. told you know that our body is ours you know mm-hmm. so yeah and it leads us to be like 
okay, he's pushing, he's pushing, or she's pushing, and she's pushing for me to have sex, I might as well just give in, even though, you know, I don't really want to, but in order for them to get off my back and stop asking, stop pressuring me, let me just give in. And I know millions of women, tons of women who have been through that experience. Yes, and and that's, and and it's, and it becomes coercion, and I'm not saying that the sort of the person who is um, not being assertive is at, is at fault. But I can mm-hmm. have a, a, a sense of like owning, you know, your body and also being able to name like body parts and say, you know, like, like, don't touch my vagina. Now I'm talking a little bit about children. I'm going over. Mm-hmm. But like allowing children to say vagina, penis, you know, letting them be comfortable with saying the words. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. You know, uh, growing up, you know, in my family, we were not allowed to use the word vagina. And a lot of uh, uh, young people that I work with, you know, they don't say it. They're afraid to say the word. It's like, you know, it's almost like wrong to say. And how Mm -hmm. wrong to say, but, you know, it's something that you're sort of a part of who you are, your body. Yeah, it's a part of our bodies and what we were or what a lot of us were born with. So yeah, yeah. So, we should be able to say it. Yeah. So I, I just think it's, you know, sexuality is so important. And what I wanted my message to be today is that it's not just about sex and it does impact us and it does impact our sex lives. And I've been talking a lot about um, black women and black women and how we are portrayed in society as two mm-hmm. things. Like we're either over-sexualized or Mm-hmm. We are sexual, then we're we're slut shamed, we're labeled, and my viewers have heard me say that over and over again. But I sort of wanted to get your take on: um, Do you think, or what? What do you think about um, the portrayal of you know of black women in particular in mm-hmm. society, and you know, and, and sort of does it match our reality? And I actually I don't know if we mentioned that you actually see right. You 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 specialize or you work with women who have, um, I'm not sure if, if the right word would be issues with sexuality or, but you you sort of deal with clients, right? Who mm-hmm. you- A lot of um, the women I see are women who are just trying to figure out how they want to express themselves sexually. Um, so a lot of times that's just being comfortable with their own bodies um, and not feeling that shame that they kind of grew up with of like, oh, you know, you can't be sexual. You can't have sex with multiple people, Um, especially not at the same time. You know, like we, and, you know, they have this urge to explore different things and really just own their bodies and own their sexuality. And they're like, they're stuck. They have this kind of dissonance where like, they know that is supposedly shameful and, Um, Especially if the church is involved, it's, you know, sinful. But then on this other hand, it's so pleasurable. And a lot of times we don't talk about pleasure when it comes to sex and especially when it comes to black women in sex. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm I'm still trying to I feel like I'm being the messenger here. I'm like I'm a sex prophet. Like we need to own our sex lives and be allowed mm-hmm. to be sexual. And I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you know that that you can't be that with one partner. I think you could absolutely be married and have a fantastic sex life. That's not what Definitely. I'm saying. Definitely. But if you want Definitely. to engage in multiple, you know, sex partners, I think consent and protection. 
Mm-hmm. Those are two things that have to come into play. And I and you know, as something like uh, if you're gonna engage in sex, as long as you're protecting yourself, your partners, you should not be shamed shamed by other people. Exactly. Um, your sexual sexuality is your own. So if that means you want to be in a monogamous relationship and have all types of fun with your one partner, awesome. Go for that. That's, you know, something that you really want. But on the other side, if you want to have multiple partners, like you said, being consensual about it, like being open and honest about your intentions with folks. Um, and of course, talking about protection, but also making sure that you're getting pleasure out of this, that it's not yeah. like kind of a one-sided thing where your partner is just receiving the pleasure and you are just kind of, you know, sitting there waiting for whatever to happen. Like, you know, taking yeah. that ownership and- um, Like the d- <laughs> yes. right? Yes. I- yeah, I I try to start this hashtag of uh, women come to, uh-huh. but I, I'm the only one doing it. <laughs> nobody, you nobody gotta keep has. with it. It'll be amazing. I'm sure people will be like, "Oh, that looks fun." <laughs> like, like, like no one has like I don't I don't know what the social media word is. Like I'm still kind of new to it, but I, I wanted to take on a life is I wanted to go viral. That's the word. I mm-hmm. want women to go viral because I you bring up a really good point. Um, I'm I'm wondering, like, and for the viewers out there, if you want to respond to this question, um, you know, I always say, like, hit me up in, you know, on on Instagram or Facebook. Um, let me know um, how many I'm wondering, like, how many women are actually in, having sex and, you know, and enjoying it mm-hmm. and reaching orgasm or, how, you know, is this something that, you know, women are doing to please their partners? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Exactly. To our sexuality and the views we sort of uh, like our perception of mm-hmm. sex, like oh, like, we're just doing it for for men. And I, I've actually heard that from people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's On- it's not cool. <laughs> I mean, oh, there's enough orgasming to go around for everybody, I believe. Um, and it's important yeah. that we first know how to make our own selves orgasm, whether you're male, female, somewhere in between, whatever. Um, knowing your body is key to that. And, yep. you know, knowing your pleasure points and what turns you on, knowing your different fantasies and also like your hard limits. Like um, I do, I also yeah. do a kink one-on-one um, workshop. And, you know, talk, we talk about like knowing your boundaries, like knowing what you don't want to partake in as well as what you do want to partake in. Um, So when it does come up, like you can really like, okay, advocate for yourself and like, no, that's not what I want. We're not going to do that today. And then if it is something you enthusiastically say, yes, I want this all the time, (laughs) no matter what type of thing. I, that that sounds exciting, and I imagine, especially for some women who may have trauma, um, how like how would how do you think that conversation you know should go? What would look like for women who may be having sex mm-hmm. um, to please her partner, um, and she may be enjoying it but not really reaching orgasm, or she's not enjoying it and not reaching orgasm at all. Like, where do you start? Mm-hmm. What, what do you? Um, definitely having that conversation with your partner and I know that seems really scary for a lot of folk um, 
But my opinion is, is that if you bring something up to your partner about your own pleasure um, or thus not receiving pleasure, and if they get offended, if they want to break up with you or something like that, then that wasn't the person for you anyway. Um, Your partner is going to like if they truly care about you and want to see you happy, they're going to take what you're saying into consideration. And they're going to say, okay, maybe I can try something new or maybe I can stop doing that. Um, Because if they are not a selfish person, (laughs) they will understand like, okay, we need to work on this because I want to make you happy. I want to, you know, grow our relationship and be both of us be fulfilled, essentially. And yeah. I've been there, and, too, and I think because, that, like, even with my partner, I, like, as a sex therapist, you think, oh, you must have amazing sex life. <laughs> no, like, I have to have conversations with my partner all right. the time about this stuff. Right. And, and, and that conversation might look different every time, right? Like, maybe one trying, you know, kink, or maybe the other time you're trying for a threesome, or whatever the case is. Like, but I, I think what you're saying is absolutely 100% mm-hmm. correct. Like, if you're having sex with this person, hopefully this person, even if it's like a fling or whatever, you should still be able to have exactly. some type of conversation with them. And you want. Yep. Even if it's like a um, one-night stand type of thing. Like, that's not someone yes. you want to have sex with if, like, they're not willing to be open about it right right and and i think in the time uh we are living in it's uh, an an important time uh, an important moment where women are just sort of coming forward and we're saying like no we're not gonna take this anymore like we're not gonna be victims Mm -hmm. of you know but we're not gonna take this laying down and so i think it just gives us another um a piece of a voice like it, it continues to perpet- to perpetuate our strength mm-hmm. is where i'm going with it Definitely. so um as, yeah as as always um time is always a factor for mm-hmm. me but i i wanted to touch base my last few episodes we spoke a little bit about unconventional or non-traditional relationships and i just wanted to sort of get your your views on them and and maybe any advice or um, support you can give to to women who may want to actively engage or they're curious about these sorts of relationships. Where could they go? What could they do? You know, what what what's your take on it? Santa? I'm big on non traditional relationships as well. That's like another part of the clients that I see, um, and sometimes they kind of all mix together as well. <laughs> Talking about you know shame and expressing your sexuality, but also talking about um, trying non-traditional relationships. So that can include kink and polyamory or swinging or just general open relationships. Um, And I'm all for it. (laughs) I'm definitely all for um, exploring those options if those are things that you're interested in. It can be Um, It can look very different when you're like single trying to get into these different lifestyles as opposed to if you are partnered or in some type of relationship trying to get into those um, lifestyles. Um, Single, it's really just like I said about knowing your own boundaries and um, understanding what you're willing to engage in, what you're not willing to engage in. Um, If you're partnered, it can look very different, especially if Um, Your partner may be hesitant to engage in these activities, Um, but depending on your relationship style, you definitely want consent 
Um, and doing yes. that, you want to have that cons- that discussion of okay, what what are we going to try? Um, if I want to do this alone, what can I do? What can I not do that is right. not going yeah. to impact the relationship? Um, and also, right. if you're partnered, it's important to have a really solid. Um, foundation when doing something like that as opposed to like oh we're going to try this to make sure to help our relationship work (laughs) that that doesn't always work um and it can cause a lot more damage in the relationship um yeah i I was gonna say Uh you cut out i think you cut out oh you're here okay you're there sorry sorry okay so I, i was gonna say um because i've heard people say you know like they might want to do a threesome to make their sex life better mm-hmm. or they want to have it because they want to please their partner i'm not sure if that's the right way mm-hmm. to go right like like maybe you want to do like what do you i mean i think that's where you were going i think i interrupted you i'm no, sorry okay yeah definitely like talking about that i maybe even getting a therapist involved to kind of explore that because like i said it doesn't yeah always work the way we think it's going to work because there's a lot of feelings that may come up um, whether it's jealousy feelings of inadequacy um, feeling like we're being abandoned in the sense that may come up for some people when that happens if there's no discussion ahead of time and that's why I said you need to have a solid foundation of great communication being able to express clearly your feelings um and making sure that you trust your partner in all this because that can be um if you don't have full trust in your partner then it's it's not really going to be helpful yeah yeah i think trust and communication those are the things that we've been stressing a lot in the last couple episodes and just just before we end Mm -hmm. um my second episode we were talking i spoke about four types of non-unconventional relationships, but I didn't mention kink. Mm. I didn't even think that was a type of relationship. Mm-hmm. Could you speak more and tell us what that is? So some kinky relationships um, include um, dominance and submission. So it's the whole term BDSM. Um, part of that okay. is the dominance and the submission. Um, and some folks enter kinky relationships where they may have like a 24-7 dom-sub relationship um, or maybe like a like a 12-hour type of thing where they just go and meet at certain places and they're, they're in a relationship style. And they may have um, a monogamous relationship outside of that or several other relationships outside of that. Um, but some people have those different power exchange relationships that are under the kinky umbrella. And so, um, yeah, that, I think that's what I yeah. missed that it was a kinky umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it is sexual to where like they may engage in, um, some type of intercourse or it could be solely like for dominance and submission and bondage and things like that. Oh, mm-hmm. fascinating. Oh, a little more research on that, but I, I am fat. I'm, I am interested in having someone on the show to talk a little bit mm-hmm. about that because I, I, I have come across it, mm-hmm. um, online, like on, on Facebook and Instagram. So I, it's obviously out there and it's happening and I want to support those people. And also, um, pretty much anybody who feels like they're sort of doing things like in the shadow mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. because of what society is not right mm-hmm. 
So it's important, I think, just to acknowledge everyone's um, sexuality and um, just respect if you disagree, you know, just be polite about it. And I think that's the goal of what I'm trying to do here. Definitely. So um, we are coming to uh, my time. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to offer you a chance to tell our viewers um, how they can reach you if they wanted um, or if they wanted to follow you online. Definitely. Um, so, of course, you can reach me at through my website. It's bluewellnesscenter.com. Um, and you can also email me at bluewellnesscenter at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram under NJ Sex Therapist. And you can find yeah. our business page on Facebook, um, Blue Wellness Center, Blue Well Counseling and Wellness Center on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I'm also yeah. getting ready to launch my 21 days of recharging your sexual energy. So, like we were talking about oh. before, like how to have better orgasms, how to increase your libido, all those wonderful things. I'm excited to launch that. Um, so I do. I do have a waiting list that you can sign up for to get more information. Um, and that website, that um, link is bit.ly. So B-I-T dot L-Y slash sex recharge 21. And you sign up That's there cool. and you'll get all the information for my upcoming 21 day challenge. I need to look into that. You'll have to make room for <laughs> Yes, yes. Give me some Give me priority. <laughs> but um, but I, I just wanted to give you a, again a special, special thank you. I so appreciate you coming on the show. Shanta is busy, okay? Um, and thank you, people, you know, my viewers for um being patient and waiting to hear Shanta because I did promise her um after you know the first episode. So I just wanted to end on that yes. note and so we'll we'll be in touch and any any last thing thing you want to say no thank you for having me on this is so exciting and i hope i can come back thanks shanta okay so um i just want to say as always consent is sexy y'all good night